the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. I am excited to have you here. This is an aloha to Hawaii and what's up to San Diego. Thank you for tuning in. And I am uh, elated today. I have my wife with me, the better part of me. And literally, she's the one that makes this these things go around and, and function, even when uh, it doesn't seem like it and we get angry and we get mad. But when we trust God, we know that God gave us the right woman and, and marriage is forever. So praise the Lord. Uh, without further ado, uh, my wife, Cleta Riojas, um, just introduce yourself to those that maybe haven't heard you or to, and I'm sure there's a lot that know you on the radio now. So just say a little bit about you. Oh, good. Well, good evening to the listeners with Freedom with Adam Riojas. My name is Cleta Riojas. I have the honor to be um, a a pastor's wife to my husband and um, involved in a lot of ministries that help the community, mostly the educational center that we got kickstarted three years ago. And it's just been an amazing journey. So you talked a little bit about that educational center, and that's not the whole interview with today. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... um, you recently got back some amazing videos oh, from, yes. from Turning Point Academy. USA Academy. Yes, the film production team. So for- tell us a little bit about that. How did it all, how did it come together and when did you guys film to get these? Uh- so we filmed about a couple of months ago. Um, Charlie Kirk sent out the film production team to At The Cross um, Church in Oceanside. <laughs> To, to basically take glimpses of what we're doing at the educational center. He also visited a couple of other campuses that are what he considers a 5C school. Now, although it's a 5C school, we still call, it's still an educational center here in California. Wait, let me stop you really quick. What is a 5C model? Yes. So Charlie Kirk is on a mission to change the trajectory of how we do education across America. And so um, they came up with this concept of a 5C model, which is pretty ingenious. And so basically what the 5C stands for is five. Um, The schools or educational centers that are being implemented across America are church-based. So they come out of a church um, building. So we have many churches across America who have plenty of space. And so it's the best place to be. And then in in that, the next one is Christian. So um, all of the um, Turning Point Academy affiliates are Christian. Uh, conservative, of course, we all know about raising our children to love America and honor our um, those who serve. And then there is the um, classical part of it. So we teach um, all of our curriculum is from a classical education. And then the last but not least is cost affordable. And there's been so many ways we've been able to make it cost affordable 
what to for um, our community. So those are the five C's. Yes. Say the five C's by themselves. What's the first one? <laughs> uh, classical, Christian, conservative, church-based, and cost-affordable. Amen. So that's why they call it that. The five C, yes. That's awesome. Um, so are you the only 5C in California or are there other 5C programs in California that are established right now? There are other 5Cs that that um, that are currently being started. There are some uh, what you would call like affiliation. So it's something that where you're aff- affiliated with what they're doing, but you may not necessarily be the entire 5C model. Um, I know in San Diego, we are the only 5C uh, school, although we're for other purposes, we are an educational center, but we go by the 5C model. 5C model. Yes, correct. Awesome. So we, so we or you, are the only 5C model in... San Diego County right now. So we, we're hoping these promotional videos that Charlie Kirk and his team are going to send out are going to help other pastors out there listening to realize that there is a huge support network and so many resources out there to make it happen. And it's and it really is extremely easy. I was actually meeting with um, another homeschool group in Vista at, um, I think it was Calvary Chapel Vista, and I was encouraging her to approach her pastor to um, really consider something to this caliber for the city of Vista. Because not one church can, can handle all the students, but if all the churches unite together and— um, and we could really make a difference for the community. So it's the videos are really just to encourage churches because it mm-hmm. has to be started in a church. Is that correct? Yes, church-based. Um, and, and the reason for that is because you get all the protections um, being under the covering of the pastor and, you know, just being shepherded by that, all of the protections that come with being in a in a under the um, 501c3 model and, and, and so on. And so um, that's the number one key in which is why it's so important for um, pastors to hopefully see the vision and see the purpose that they have for um, not just their congregation, but for the community at large. And, and again, it really does come down to being united. And um, I think, you know, as a pastor's wife, for those of you who are out there listening if you're a pastor's wife right now listening, or if you um, can somehow connect with your pastor's wife at your church, I would really highly encourage you to take a look at um, what's going on around the world and really just consider the reality that you have a major impact of being a part of your husband and shepherding the flock with the women and the children and know that you can make a difference in your community and it, whether it's fear holding you back or whether it's, you know, well, really much fear, the unknown, um, you know, it, you just lean on scripture. And when we see how God has done the impossible in so many situations throughout scripture, or even maybe in your own personal life, you can see that it is possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if uh, a church, because there's pastors listening now wants to start this, whether it's in Hawaii or, or here in Southern California, who do they contact? Mm-hmm. How, how do they get started? 
Turning Point Academy. So I'd go straight to the source. Um, they are sending out, you can go online and look up just Turning Point Academy and find so many different resources and ways to get connected with um, with Charlie Kirk's team. And they would, I mean, just be more than elated to get you started. So definitely. That's awesome. Praise God. Um, what are the plans? I know school's almost over. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting ready to go on vacation. Yes. Um, are you... Already starting registration for the spring. Mm-hmm. So how does well, that work? Well, we pretty much do our best to keep an open door policy as far as, um, you know, I know a lot of families do those, uh, have that reality check halfway through the year. They're in school going, oh my goodness, why am I still here? Or um, how do I leave the public school system? And so that being said, we do have an open door policy. Um, moving forward, we are opening our fall 2024 uh, registration um, starting in January. And so we'll be kicking off some dates here soon. Um, just stay connected with us. Um, you can visit our website at freedomgenerationedu.com and really uh, we'll be putting those um, dates out here soon. But yes. So is there a phone number? Like, I, I know it's still a little bit, you're waiting for dates. That someone can call like now. They're listening now and they're like, I want some information. Seven six zero nine nine four three five three four. And it's in what city? Oceanside, California. <laughs> Oceanside, California. So you don't have to be from Oceanside to go to this place, right? No, we have uh students actually all the way coming from Fallbrook, Escondido, that drive out to Oceanside, specifically because of not only just who we're affiliated with, but I think more so just of the type of educational center we've been able to create over the past three years. And so um, a lot of, uh, we're getting, um, word is getting around, so <laughs> Amen. we're a little different than your normal typical educational center. And you, were, you had mentioned, yes, we're, we're next, we're going on vacation this week. This is our last week. Um, the students, we have three weeks off. And we're actually taking about four of our students to AmFest in um, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Every year, uh, Turning um, Point USA kicks off a huge event. Um, and, you know, we went last year. We're going again this year. We're bringing more. And I think what is so important about being going to this event and taking time off before, you know, the Christmas season kicks off with your family is that you get to be around, I think last year they had 10,000 plus people, but you get to be around like-minded conservatives. Um, I know our students are excited because this year um, Charlie Kirk is having the uh, what they call student experience. So they get to go into their own separate area to be with other students that are their age, like-minded, and just be able to um, be encouraged and understand that um, not only are your parents these like-minded conservative, you know, Christians, but we these we're raising up the next generation to be a, a major part of helping to um, keep America. What we'll say, I was about to say safe, but well, keep it America. is. It's part of being safe and <laughs> yes, you keep. know, staying alive as Christians in <laughs> our society. It's keep just, God in America. It's been taken out for or put God back somehow. It's still here. God there, is still. There's some great speakers yes. that are going to be there, mm-hmm. um, and we're going. We're actually 
um, going from Friday to, is it Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday's the last day. So it's it, there's one last push. I know it's the last minute, but uh, next year, because um, it's hard for people to make last uh, minute plans. But yeah, I would definitely consider going next year for those of you who are listening. So it's, it's every year. And last year was the biggest crowd. and Last year. And they're it, expecting more this year. Yes. That's pretty at awesome. At the Phoenix Convention Center in Arizona. So yeah. Amazing. Praise God. Um, let me ask you some more questions. So, you know, this program, this home um, educational center that deals with the, um, all of these students, actually there's reactions to that. Um, we now have um, at part of this program, uh, Lieni, who was uh, on the radio last week, who is now dealing with the kids. And mm-hmm. you guys have something planned. Is it the 21st or the 22nd? Oh, yes. Yeah. So Friday the 22nd, um, we have from 6 to 9 p.m., 6 to 7, we have our younger students who will be um, having a Christmas performance. Um, and then from 7 to 8, we have our Freedom Generation worship team who just recently is kicking off their new name that night. So it's going to be a really big deal for them with their new logo and what it means to be next-gen worshipers. And there's a whole backing behind that. And Laini, who is the director of the worship team and the worship ministry uh, or education, um, helped to cultivate that name. And so that's going to be a really big deal um, for that group. And then from 8 to 9, we're having the candlelight service, which the— next-gen worshipers, students from Freedom Generation, will be a part of that as well. She's going to integrate them into it. Um, and she, she's doing a really amazing thing. What I love about what we're doing with the Educational Center is that there's so many professionals in various fields that are coming and basically donating their um, their time to pour into the next generation. So uh, case in point with Laini and, and her band, they're literally— What's the name of their band? Uh, diversified, diversified diversified ministry. Yes. They're pouring into the next generation and helping them with music. So with, with guitar lessons, piano lessons, vocal lessons, how to actually um, coordinate your band. And and this is coming from a heart of, of, of serving uh, the community in this next generation. And then, <clears throat> you know, we have artists, uh, we have a couple of artists. One of them just happens to be uh, my father, which is, he is amazing. He um, just recently retired and retired he, from the city of Escondido. Escondido, but he's his whole life has been every, every oh my goodness the we'll just say the world of art. I mean he he knows everything and he has so many skills that he's bringing to these students. Um, I know in January they'll be um, he's going to show them how to design their own um, floor plan. They're going to design their own house. And he's going to take that and he's going to show them actually how to um, take it from the architectural design into an actual model itself. And so these kids are so blessed to be able to – and these are just a couple of professionals that we have at the Educational Center. And I just wanted to highlight them really quickly. But um, it's – you know, I always get excited about that. But anyways, going back to the Friday the 22nd, I would love to invite all your listeners who are listening to come out and see what we are doing and how this um, little church on the hill is making a major impact in the city of not only Oceanside, but, um, you know, our our heart is to set a, 
a bigger example for the rest of, of the community and the surrounding area that it doesn't matter how small or how big you are, you can be a voice and, and, and really make an impact in your community. And we need more. But, I mean, Jesus, what was it? What, 12 disciples, that 12 amazing men that changed the world? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, 12 and then 11 and 11, then Paul yeah. came on and so yes. did Matthias, but they turned the world upside down for exactly. sure. And so Definitely. I think that being in mind, I mean, we just can be so encouraged to know that it doesn't take um, thousands of people. It just takes you just um, surrendering yourself to the will of God and allowing God to use you um, for his purpose in your life and this, the journey that you have. Amen. So it this, on the 22nd, it, there's a candlelight service that's mm-hmm. from 8 to 9. That's kind of more, uh, uh, probably adults would go to dad. And, yes. And mm-hmm. the, those parents that are still hanging out. Um, but from 6 to 7 is... Our a, younger students will be performing. They'll be doing a... From a, the classical... Uh, Mm-hmm. From our Freedom Generation students, we'll be doing a play as well as some singing and performance. And then um, we'll go on to our higher elementary kids, middle school students who will be um, doing the next performance. So the amazing thing is if parents want to see how these, mm-hmm. children are, these children are being brought up, it would be perfect for them to be there, right? Oh, absolutely. Um like I said before, and or I'll say it again, we're we're big on um, public speaking, public uh, being comfortable and settings. And so, what I've noticed, if you start the the children out at a young age, um, they have so much confidence and can go so far. You know, it does I'm not saying that every child's going to be you know some type of public speaker in Absolutely. some cases. However, it helps them with future performance. You can go pretty much anywhere when you can be a great communicator, public speaker, and so on. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Um, the other thing that uh, we're doing this year as well mm-hmm. is a New Year's event. We are. So the students, um, so Laney Diversified Ministry, um, we're connecting with some other um, like-minded ministries to come together for New Year's Eve bash, 8 p.m. to 12 midnight at At the Cross Oceanside Church, New Year's Eve, Sunday, January, I'm sorry, December 31st. Um, and we are uh, doing basically showing what it's like to just be together on a New Year's Eve as Christians and how we celebrate the new year. So we'll be having refreshments, fellowship, worship. We'll have um, some bonfire and some roasting, some marshmallows, some games. Um, And then just going into the new year, worshiping our Lord and Savior. And um, I think it's such a great example for, you know, especially our students to be able to experience um, what that's really like to bring in the new year for Jesus. Amen. So what is that time? When is What time is that going to happen oh, yeah. on? 8 p.m. To, to midnight. So that's December 31st? Uh, December 31st at At The Cross Oceanside Church, yes. And that's going to be from 8 to midnight? 8 to midnight, yes. Th- that's going to be pretty awesome as well. Oh, yes. We have just a, an amazing um, lineup set up. And then just mostly fellowship, because I think many times um, people are looking for— what do we? What can we do? I, you know, especially if those who are on that breakaway from 
the world and coming into, well, real, the reality of what, why we're here and, you know, living our life for him. And so it just, we, it gives you an example that Christians do have fun. (laughs) We actually have more fun than, you know, being in the world. And, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, I, I, the one image that comes to my mind, the college scene, you go to college and, you know, all the kids go crazy and start going to, um, you know, parties and all those things. And, and really the reality is it's life is not all about, um, what do you call it? Entertainment and all of those things. It's so much more fun to be a Christian and to enjoy the reality of, of life itself. Sober minded. That's pretty powerful. So it'll literally just help people to get off the street if they have nothing to do. Yes. And we're encouraging, um, uh, the families, um, well, all of our you know families and students will be there, but we are encouraging others to just bring a friend and let them see you know how how Christians um, celebrate the not the new year. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me ask you. You know, we have a few minutes before we close down. Why would you tell people um, that this type of schooling or education is better than? In a public school? Well, that's a loaded question. There's a lot we can go into. That'd be a whole other segment. But I think to just simplify it, if you just really just go back to education itself and um, gosh, even from the beginning of when we go back to, let's just say the beginning of how our country was founded on not only just biblical principles, but uh, how we raised our children most, you know, of course, most obviously homeschooled, public education had come about into later in, in the matter. But I guess really the major difference now is we see what's happening, that it's no longer, you know, the Christians left the public square. Um, our country is pretty much being run by a very leftist agent ideology and a radical left to where um it, it, it's not even recognizable anymore. I know like when I just, just the other day I came across something on, um, uh, when you just look at, okay, well look at the culture and we look at just movies that are being out there. Um, there's, I think this new movie called mean girls or something, but anyways, not to give it too much, um, you know, advertising or, or whatnot, but just the movies out there, you see that our, how our, our culture is shaping this next generation just to be, um, a very almost Sodom and Gomorrah generation growing up, and it is being funneled through the educational system. And when I'm looking at just the movies, the music, and everything the culture has, and what the students are learning in public education, you see clear as day that if we do not step in and be that that voice, that light. Um, in this dark world, then, I mean, shame on us. Shame on us, because we are supposed to be standing up for those little children. Amen. Amen. That is really powerful. You know, what's interesting is I I came out of, I was the next generation after the hippies, (laughs) which is, you know, insane. You know, in in the 60s was the hippies, and then, and so it, it formed my generation between the 70s and the 80s, those 10 years that graduated in 1980, and I thought our generation was was pretty wicked. You know, I was thinking, man, we because we we reaped everything from the hippies, and it came into my 
generation and, you know, the surfers, long hair and, and that long hair continue. Uh, but that wasn't anything, you know, compared to where we're at now. And mm-hmm. our new generation definitely needs Jesus and, and need a lot of prayer. So praise God for that. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I'll just chime in really quick on that. I think this generation um, has seen so much, um, think as far as when they, when you look at like uh, Christians right a- across um, the nation or across the world, there's so many different denominations. And so what I've gotten from a lot of these young people is I just I see through all that. I just want to know what is what is truth, what is Christianity? what is the, what does it really mean to be a Christian? And we have so many Christians and so many different denominations painting a different picture, like, no, it's got to be this, this, or this set of rules, and so on. And it's, we need to uh, go back to the core of the gospel and what it truly means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go back to the core of knowing what it is to be a Christian, a man of God. Come back. We will be right back. And today we have a special message for you. Woohoo! God is good. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. Thank you for coming back and tuning in again. Hawaii, San Diego, aloha, and what's up? Thank you, thank you, thank you. God is good. So today I have a, a special message. We're going to take a little break from the book of Daniel and come back uh, after the new year with it. So we're going to have some some messages between now and then that basically deal with the time we're in now. And, and what I mean by that is what we're going through the season. And, and so it should be a lot of fun. Today's message is going to be about Jesus' birth and how prophetic it is. And I believe you're going to be excited. I believe you're going to be blessed. And I believe you and I are going to be educated because a lot of times we hear messages and we leave out of there and really forget what we heard. We're happy for a few minutes. So it's important to know our history and the greatest historical manuscript that was ever written and has been written is the Bible. There's nothing like it, so praise God, and here we go. We're going to start off with Genesis 3.15, 
But our message today is going to be mostly out of Isaiah chapter 9, and with emphasis on 6, 9, 6. But we want to start right off from the beginning because, you know, we're in a time right now where we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas, and most of us, you know, uh, antiquity, or look at that and, and know that it's about the birth of Christ. But here's what we know for sure is that no one knows the exact date when Jesus was born. And there's been a lot of ideas uh, that have been shared, a lot of um, people that will tell you, uh, a lot of theories of when he was born, but literally nobody knows. And we've gotten an idea because of of the time, the shepherds in the field, but I, I want to make sure that that as of today, we understand how some of these theories have come up. And so here we go. You know, some have believed that Jesus was born on April and, and not in December. Um, and, and they base this on Jewish tradition and the season, because remember, the shepherds were out in the field. And so that's why some people believe April. So probably not December but again, we don't know. And I just told you one of the re- one of the things that they believe is in April. Others believe that it was in September, and it's crazy, crazy reasoning behind it. They they say that on September 11th, uh, three BC, when Jesus was born, uh, from six eighteen p.m. to uh, the moon set by seven thirty nine p.m. and it was. During this eight, one-minute period of time that Jesus was born. That's another theory. In September, um, here's what some people believe. Now, of course, we know that the common tradition uh, dates it back to December 25. And the date was first asserted officially by the by a pope, uh, Julius. Julius, uh, the, uh, Julius the first. In 350 A.D. Now, although the claim is dubious or otherwise, again, unfounded because there's no way of knowing and it, to me, it makes no sense. Now, uh, there's others believe that that in March, Jesus was conceived. And then nine months later, because remember, in April, when the angel is still out, and that nine months later, he was born in December. I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't really ring up. But again, that's some of the traditions. And that's why we look at December 25th. Now, December 25th was actually uh, a, a pagan holiday at one time. And they literally picked the 25th to combine it and make it uh, bring together and so that we could use December 25th as the date. Now, in reality, we just don't know. We don't know whether it was April, March, nine months after after March when they believe he was conceived, uh, either born in September or December. We just don't know. But here's the important thing that I want you, the listener, and of course myself, is that 
since we've been celebrating it on December 25th, that we should make it even this greater than than perhaps the day because the whole world knows that we are celebrating Jesus. So it's a beautiful time to remember that a Savior was born that was prophesied right around creation. Um, some people believe within within actually a week of creation, like six days of creation, and within seven days Adam and Eve fell. And it makes sense because according to Psalms 106, the angels were created on the first or the second day, and then uh, by time the garden was completed and Adam put in there, Jesus had already beheld Satan fall from heaven itself. But here is an amazing verse. When they had sinned, and whether it was a few days or within a week, in Genesis 3.15, as Jesus is speaking, um, he says this in 3.15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman. He's talking to Satan, between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, the the evil seed and her seed. Now, I want to focus where it says her seed, because the seed doesn't come from a woman. And of course, when we read the Bible, of course, we know that the seed comes from man. And scientifically, the seed comes from man. But here it says from the woman. That means that that Jesus was put into the womb of Mary because if you remember, Mary was a virgin, and, and it's it's an incredible, incredible uh, prophecy in Genesis three fifteen, right at the fall of man, within a, a few days after creation, at the longest probably seven, as some view it, because it didn't take long for Adam and Eve to sin because they were made in the image of God. They were perfectly created where they had a will and they were able to rebel against God, just like Satan was able to rebel against God in heaven within a few days and cast down to the earth. And so the rebellion of created creatures is crazy. It's it's pure insanity, and it's crazy when I think about man, you know, especially in the days that we live in now where there is no God, and we were created in a in a cest of, of gob, and, and it's crazy when you think of that because, you know, what was created first, the, the nail or the finger or the eye or the ear or the nose or the mouth or the arms or the hand. And it's just insanity when you, when we tend to believe these nonsense things that we sit back and think logically, God had to create man in its full being. And it's amazing how all of these animals were also created and God speaks about them. And so again, as we continue to read 315, it says, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So that bruise thy head. So Jesus will bruise the head of Satan, and it shall bruise the heel of Jesus. And the bruising came 
at the cross. At the cross. Now, in the New Testament, we know that had Satan known the ramifications of the crucifix or the crucifixion, I don't believe he would have put him on the cross. And it's amazing how from the Psalms we early begin to see before there was ever a cross, it speaks about how Jesus was going to be crucified, and then Isaiah takes it further. And so it's it's wild, but here is the virgin birth from the seed of a woman. Remember, the seed is not in woman. In Genesis 3.15, God already loving on humanity. Remember, Satan is unredeemable. He was cast out from heaven. He was in the presence of God in all of his glory and was cast out of heaven. And when we think of angels, there's only two archangels that the Bible describes. Lucifer, he names them by name, and then Michael the archangel. And then there's another angel, of course, we know Gabriel, who's named by name, but he's not an archangel, or at least the Bible doesn't call him an archangel. Only two archangels. And when he created man... You and I, we were created in God's perfect image, in God's perfect image. And so here we go. And let's go to Isaiah. But before we go 9-6, I want to reemphasize what Genesis 3.15 said when you look at Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 7.14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. That is mind-boggling. That is powerful. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. It matches up perfect from Genesis 3.15 when the it says that the woman's seed, there would be this child. And remember, the seed is not from woman. It's from man. So you see the virgin birth right off the bat in Genesis 3.15. And look at this, and this child, look what it says, and shall call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel. And in Matthew one twenty three, Matthew one twenty three, it backs up what Emmanuel means. It's powerful. Emmanuel, uh, Matthew one twenty three says this, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, And that's referring back to 700 years before Matthew was written. 700 years, a virgin shall be with child. 714, behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now look at at the latter part of this verse, which being interpreted is God with us. Emmanuel, this son, God with us, 700 years before it happened. Now, Scripture always backs up Scripture. And it's beautiful to me when I read it and when I see it, it's mind-boggling to me. I, I look at it and it blows me away and it's wonderful to me. In Micah, now most people and most scholars actually believe that Micah was probably and most likely um, an intern or discipled by Isaiah himself. You're like, what? I've never heard that. Now, 
In Isaiah chapter 4, from verses 1 to 3, it's the exact quotation from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 to 4. And I'm not going to read it because of time, but go back and read that. And not only that, Micah, it makes sense that he would know that God would speak to him the city that this child was going to be born in, this this child that was Emmanuel, this child that was birthed miraculously from a virgin. In Micah 5.2, it says this, But thou Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings have been from of old, listen, from everlasting, boom, from everlasting. That's, he has no beginning. This child, this ruler who was going to be born in Bethlehem, whom Isaiah says was being born of a virgin birth, his name was going to be Emmanuel. Matthew tells us that Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God with us. And thou now Micah tells us the exact city, Bethlehem, and this child that was going to be born there, this ruler is from everlasting. From everlasting. That means he's eternal. He has no beginning. And it makes perfect sense when you read the very first verse in Genesis. In the beginning, God, that word God is Elohim. It's a plural name for God, created the heavens. The In the beginning, time, the heavens, space, earth, matter instantly on the first day. And that's only God can do that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So powerful. Those that are into numbers, those that are mathematicians, know that three is the most important number in the universe. As far as we know in humanity, everything is made up of threes. We are three. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three. I mean, we can go on and on about threes. And it's just amazing when you look at Scripture and see how perfectly it was put together. Now, as we go back to Isaiah, who was most likely Micah's uh, teacher, Isaiah chapter 9 says this, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon, the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond in Galilee of the nations. Now, what's amazing right there, we see how Galilee, listen, how in Galilee was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Galilee was the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and as you see that, this is where 
you know, the vexation. This is where the light's going to come. This is where it's all going to start. 700 years later, there's always hope. There's judgment, but there's always hope for those that believe in God. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 13 to 16, Matthew chapter 4, if you have your Bible, please go to it if you're following me. And if not, I'm going to read it. Matthew 4, verses 13 to 16. And leaving Nazareth, remember he was he was raised in Nazareth. He came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the coast in the borders of Zebulon of Naphtalim. Naphtali, remember that? We just read it in, in Isaiah chapter uh, 9, verse 1. That it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying 700 years before, the land of Zabulon and the land of Nephilim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Wow, did you just hear that? Light is sprung up. Now, when we read verse 2 of Isaiah, it says this, the people that walked in darkness, what we just read in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 4, have seen a great light. Did you hear that? A great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. The light shined. Now, I want you to remember what Jesus said about himself. Remember when he says, I am the light. I am the light. Now, where did he say that at? In John 8, 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. The light of the world. Now it makes sense when you go back to Isaiah 9, 2, when it says the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. That is astonishing. That is beautiful. This light is Jesus. Again, in John 9, 5, Jesus says, As long as I am the light, I am the light of the world. Now, let's continue. It says, Verse 3 of Isaiah says, Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. Some Bibles have taken the not out, but it's apropos for it to be here in the King James because he's multiplied the, la- the nation, he definitely has, but the joy had not increased. You, you, would, you would have thought that they would have increased in joy, but it didn't. Thy joy, they joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. And look what happens. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Who's this fire? Who's this, who's this fuel of fire? Look what it says in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. 
This is what Christmas is all about. Who cares if it's December 25th? Who cares if it was in September, April, or March? The world knows that we celebrate Jesus on December 25th. Celebrate Jesus. Let him know that he is the light of the world. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And the name shall be called Wonderful. I love that wonderful part. When I go back to Judges, when the angel of the Lord, who was Jesus, appeared to Samson's uh, mom and father before Samson was ever born. It says this in verse verses Judges 13 and 18. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, why ask? So let me tell you, 17 says this. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, what is thy name that when they come to pass that we may say to thee, honor. And the angel Lord said unto them, why askest thou such after the name, seeing it is wonderful. The King James says secret, but that word secret is wonderful. It's the same word that's used in Isaiah 9, 6. It's wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. And some people put once wonderful counselor together, but we know he was a counselor. He's He's everything. He's someone we can go to, someone that hears our prayer, the mighty God. Jesus is the mighty God. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. He's the mighty God. John actually says in in 1 John 5.20 that he is the true God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end upon upon order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Woo! Merry Christmas and praise the Lord. Wife, will you close us in prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for this opportunity just to be able to get your word out to more people out there in San Diego County and Hawaii and um, just across the world as we just continue just to share in your goodness, Father. And we thank you for who you are and, and everything you're doing. We pray for blessings and protection over all the listeners that are here today. In Jesus' name. Woo! In Jesus' name. I want, you, I want to remind you of something. In that verse in 9-6, it says he's a prince of peace. Don't not fret during the season. He is the one that has promised in John 1427, he says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Whoa, that is powerful. Jesus loves you. This is the season to rejoice. And the reason for the season is Jesus. We love you. If you need prayer, contact us. 760-994-3534 or go to atthecross.org. We love you in Jesus' name. We'll see you back next week. God is good all the time. Woo! Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. 
The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.